<laughs> where the coffee's hot, the bikes are fast, and your comments are absolutely 100% ridiculous. It is great to be here again on a beautiful Thursday morning. The weather is absolutely perfect. This is my favorite time of year uh, living here in Montrose. It's nice and cool. Um, there's generally some uh, moisture in the ground, or at least the relative humidity is high so that it keeps the dust down. Uh, yeah, and it's just awesome. You don't get hot out in the desert, and it's just and it's not too cold. Kevin Doyle, what is going down? For everybody drinking coffee, cheers. Um, Carson Fulliger, good morning. What's happening? Uh by the way, if anybody's watching who got a mug, let me know how you like it. Uh, I think they should all be have been delivered. Uh, Jimmy Nyhart might be one of the last ones uh, to have gotten one. Maybe it's, anyway, a Nyhart got one. Um, hey, what's happening, Paul uh, Anstey? Um, but they, uh, yeah, anyway, let me know how you like it. I love them. Obviously, mine doesn't have the cool guy logo on it, but it's super, super rad. Uh Casey York, yeah, you got yours, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, let's get to these comments because we have lots of them. Um, <laughs> Wes Dietz, Wes, are you on here and thing? I haven't seen NoPro come up yet, um, but uh, which is, anyway, the internet is a weird world. Um, let's start with James Eastman. What brand bearing would you recommend for a KTM 350 EXCF? Going to do all my suspension, steering, and wheel bearings over the winter. OEM would be my suggestion if you can afford it. Um, they are uh, definitely more expensive, but um, they last way longer than the all balls or um, uh, um, what's the other one? Anyway, uh, Pivot Works. The Pivot Works and all balls are all just Chinese and they just don't hold up. I have had and used lots of Pivot Works. Well, I've used all balls too. I've if I'm going to go aftermarket, I go with um, Pivotworks. And I've had decent luck with their linkage and uh, stuff, like bearings, but you just got to maintain the crap out of them. Um, but, yeah, if you can do OEM, I highly recommend OEM, 100%. Um, real quick, if you're watching this and having fun, make sure you hit the like button. Uh, you got to back out of the chat like button and go up. Hey, Jim, did you get your mug in time before you, uh, well, I don't know if you left or you just went away for the weekend, but let me know if you got your mug. Uh, so yeah, OEM James. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Casey York, more of the 2006 TTR230 from a couple weeks ago. Bike will run great for 20 seconds and start sputtering and popping won't rev. Um, but will idle fine all the time. If I turn the bike off and start it right back up instantly, the bike will run great and rev fine for another 20 seconds, then it goes back to running like garbage. This is repeatable over and over and over. It has a good battery, fresh gas. I've gone through the carb, checked the fuel, uh, petcock, replaced the spark plug, replaced the coil. I'm assuming the ignition coil the outside the motor one. I'm feeling it's something electrical, like something gets reset. So I don't know about getting reset, uh, Casey, but... I think it's your uh, stator. So anybody else jump in there. <clears throat> um, um, yeah, so I, um, yeah, I think it's the stator. Um, I would check that. If you, it doesn't say you've checked that, I don't know. Um, but, I mean, that's weird that it would, like, if you could just turn it off and back on. It doesn't seem that normal, but 
Um, it seems like the stater, Dave Kessler says CDI not advancing. It could be that, although I just have rarely, rarely, rarely ever seen a CDI go bad. But if the pickup coil, which is part of the stator, it's not, anyway, it's part of the unit when you buy it from Yamaha. Um, it could be the pickup coil failing. So, um, oh yeah, Dave Kessler had the same problem with an old big wheel. So a big wheel 200, if it was a BW 200, that's a Yamaha, which is not that different from the TTR 230. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Um, so yeah, it could be this, it's, it's probably either the CDI or, um, uh, something in the stator. You could check Tony Andrews what's happening. Um, you can definitely check, uh, the stator. You cannot, um, uh, do the, um, uh, you can't check the CDI. There's no way to check it. You just have to check everything around it. Uh, is it two-stage stator? I don't know, Bruce Kennedy, if that one's a two-stage stator or not. Brady has a great um, uh, question. Plugged vent line in the carp. I'm not going there only because of it sounds like he's gone through the carb the fuel delivery system really really well but i it definitely could be the other thing uh is the tank vent <laughs> so i mean i've seen that tank, yeah there you go polyancy uh tank not breathing gas cap blocked definitely possibility or if you got one of those stupid little top knot things that people put on their gas caps with little throw those things away people they are garbage they fail all the time they're ridiculous um, so yeah, those things, I mean, I obviously I would check the stator with an ohm meter. You should be able to get a reading, you know, whatever the, um, uh, <laughs> Mike Barnado, not Yamaha, uh, exhaust block, not likely, but definitely something to check. Um, so yeah, check all those things, Casey. Um, but yeah, it sounds like, my first guess would be Stater. I wouldn't go buy one until I check it, but, like, yeah. Uh, Matt Simpson coming in clutch with the four-stroke problems. I love it. Uh, let's see. What else? Da -da 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 -da. What was I going to say? Um, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. So, check all those things, Casey. I think you're going to find it. It does sound like a weird and super-duper annoying problem. Neil Matthews. Um... There we go. Yeah, please keep us posted. Uh, Neil Matthews says, what are the pros and cons of smart carbs? And I think he means, well, I know he means, uh, well, I don't know. I think he actually means the smart carb brand. Um, and there's a follow-up question. You know, guys said also, how about that Billitron from Electron? And then Neil's like, I've heard that Electrons don't work with oil injection, which I have. So Neil has a uh, Beta X trainer. It's actually at the shop right now for a countershaft seal. And it's the blue one, if you watch the schlogs. Uh, and he's wondering about those because Neil does not want to fiddle with jetting carburetors. So I totally understand that. I, like I said, you all know, I like normal carburetors just fine. But uh, pros of Smart Carb is that you generally don't have uh, to fiddle with it. Like you don't have to. You know, you can set it and kind of forget it for different elevations. And Neil doesn't ride outside of this area very often at all. I mean, he goes to Moab and Utah area, but he rides up high. But like he, it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lean into you one more time, Neil, and say this: I ride the same place you do, but then I go other places. But like I ride the same locales, and I never change my jetting ever on my two strokes for those conditions. So. 
I would leave the one on there, save your money <laughs> for tires and pipes and stuff like that. Because this is his, I think this is his first two-stroke. And um, so he's already experienced denting pipes and things like that. So it's like, uh, uh, yeah. So Matt Simpson comes in with the uh, external jetting adjustment. That's with the smart carb, which is nice. Um, that's the new Billitron from Electron is going to have that also. Basically, the Billitron from Electron is just a smart carb copy again. Um, the, uh, Paul, I, I love what Paul is saying. He's saying that his carb works just fine. Uh, he put the JD kit on it and runs good no matter what it's, I'm with you, Paul. I have found that the smart carbs pretty much do the same thing. <clears throat> um, the, uh, yeah, Dave Kessler checked out the specs on the new Billitron. It sounds like they addressed all the shortcomings. I know that they put the freaking choke on the correct side, which is the left side of the carburetor, uh, all that stuff. Um, but let's get all the way back to Neil's question about whether they work with uh, oil injection. The smart carb does. But to get one that works with oil injection is, I think, like $750. <laughs> it's like, whoa. So I, yeah, I have a hard time spinning that on a bike that, in my opinion, runs good. Uh, Rich Hartley, uh, uh, do you ride with knee braces when racing? I ride with knee braces all the time. And I run the Mobius knee braces, which are not um, the, uh, they're not the, they're not like full on like medical grade to super duper duper sturdy. They're more for preventing problems if you have good knees and they run good. So Brady Matter, my FI runs perfect at all elevation. There he is coming in. Sadly, though, Brady, no one makes, so let's just like, I'm going to poke the bear here. Uh, no one makes a two-stroke of the size of the X-Trainer with fuel injection yet. So, because I do have to say, I'm not like, I'm a full-grown human. I can ride any size bike, but the Neil likes short bikes. And it's, it is pretty nice because it gives him a lot of confidence being able to put his feet down, things like that, in the rocky, gnarly stuff. That's where the X-Trainer really is brilliant. Um, so, yeah, they don't make that in fuel injection. Uh, kid bike update. He rode a 254 stroke and hated it. Getting him a 125. Yes, Keith. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, there's hope for today's youth. I love it. Oh, that's good. Uh... Uh, 5280 James, uh, my CRF250X had Electron. When I bought it, went back to the stock carb. I felt little, little difference in performance. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, the four-stroke, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not, definitely not into the Electrons on the four-strokes. Um, or, I, I mean, I guess Smart Carb might make them that fit four-strokes, but. Anyway, uh, Neil, I think the reality is, if you want to do that and you're fired up about getting a, a, a different carburetor, the smart carb is probably the only option if you want to keep the oil injection. The other thing is you can delete the oil injection and even with the stock carb and just mix gas. But Neil doesn't, like I said, he's like uh, Brady. He doesn't want to mess at all with fuel issues at all. Um, like Unfortunately, he can't go fuel injected on that bike or that size bike. So he's stuck with this. It's not stuck, but he's on an X trainer. So, uh, if you want to do that, smart carb is going to be the way to go. It's just to pull out the big boy checkbook. Um, they make TPI. If everyone rode one, we'd have nothing to talk about on this show. 
<laughs> Eric, they don't make a TPI that's that size uh, of the... <laughs> I love it. Of the... Um, uh, the X trainer, the X trainers. I don't know if you actually, I mean, not a lot of people have been around X trainers, like physically, but they're pretty neat because they're like two thirds. Like it's like someone put one in a huge oven and shrunk it. Um, let's see, uh, da -da -da -da. ever look closely at the beta 200 clutch design. It's unique slave in cover outside the clutch and pushes the pressure plate inward. Love the design. Um, I haven't Bruce, but that's kind of like the KTM, uh, 65s and 85s, I think, are like that. Um, they got the the slave is actually in the clutch cover. It's pretty cool. Um, you can keep your fuel injection. I'll keep my carburetors and kickstarters as long as I can. Obviously, we all know I'm with Crash Hard 100%. Uh, found your air fork seal replacement comment about dried mud being a big culprit in ruining seals. Interesting. I ride WA trails where it's muddy nine months of the year. Been really lucky, I guess. Uh, Kevin, well, if if you clean the bike and don't let that mud dry on the fork, then it's not that big a deal. Um, so, like, yeah, it and, and it also completely depends on the kind of mud. The mud we have here is nasty. When it dries, it's like concrete. And so it all depends on the stuff. So um, the um, Kevin, 400 hours, lots of fork oil changes and no seal replacement. That's awesome. Again... It's all about maintenance. It's all about maintenance. It's all about how you uh, maintain those forks in between rides and things like that. So, um, street legal test ride coming up. Yes, CC right. Yes, um, actually, I, it's gonna be cool. I've got a really, really cool uh, video plan for that. Uh, I'd love to have anybody join me. I gotta figure out when I. I gotta do it before it snows. Maybe this. I. Okay, it's gonna happen this week. <laughs> I'm gonna force the issue. I got to talk to my wife and make that happen. But, um, <laughs> I love it. Brady Metter, 400, 400 hours, no bushing or seal replacement. I feel sorry for your fork tubes. Kevin, I, I have to say I'm with Brady. I guess, I guess Brady, the one thing is, is if he's changing his oil like a lot, then that might keep those bushings in like decent shape. Like, but it'd have to be like every 20 hours and still anyway. Um, let's see. Uh, Paul. Yeah. So the X trainer is 10% smaller than a full size bike. Yeah. It's like, it's like they just went, eat. it's a really neat bike. I really wish though they would, um, put their cool guy suspension on it because the stock stuff is pretty iffy and, Morgan Tanky, um, who's a pro beta rider, lives here in town, and her X trainers, <laughs> they're they're super duper trick. They have uh, you know, KYB forks and shot. I mean, it's like the business, um, and so they can do it. And I mean, and I don't know if you can just buy that from Beta. You probably can because Beta does that, but it's pretty sweet. Um, let's see. Brady, yeah, bushings do still wear out 100%, but they would wear a lot less quickly than, like, most of the people who do 100, 150 hours between oil changes. Uh, let's see. Maybe there's no oil in the forks to leak, Dave Kessler. <laughs> X-Train gets the hot girls out on the trail. Yes, Bruce Kennedy, it does. <laughs> but, Paul, I'll let, you answer, I'll let you respond to that one. Um... James Taylor just got back from roosting, uh, checking for the mug today. Has the XR rebuild started? No, it has not started. 
I've been too busy with too many things and money. Um, you know, it's going to cost a bunch of money to fix that X, uh, to go through that XR. So, uh, but it's coming soon. A uh, good friend here on the front range rides an X trainer. He makes the gnar look easy on that thing. Crash hard, yeah. They they're they're neat bikes. They're really cool. And Paul, you can buy the upgrade kit, but it's big dollars. I'm sure it is. My so Morgan Tanky, um, we are. I guess we're friends. I mean, I don't know her well, but we're you know we're friendly. Uh, we talk to each other. We don't hang out a bunch, but um, she's really good friends with um, a good friend of mine, CJ Inda, and um, he actually bought one of her X trainers that had all the cool guy stuff on it, and oh, it was awesome. Uh, so, Chris Kinberg, when do you recommend changing linkage and swing arm and steering bearings on a new bike? Uh, I only change them when they're junk, but I grease them at least once a year. Uh, it really kind of depends on the year, how much riding, how much wet and mud. And I mean, you're in the desert, so you're probably not, uh, probably once a year is a pretty safe thing for you. When you live back east, you are riding the mud, the wet, and the gnar all the time like that, then you need to do it more often. <clears throat> Chris Solon, there we go. This hot girl rides an X-Trainer. Right on, Chris. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, X-Trainers are freaking awesome. And and the reason I made the comment about Paul it, taking Bruce's uh, thing is because Paul also rides an X-Trainer. <laughs> uh, let's see. I think... Uh, I've got all those done. We got one more set of questions, I think. Come on, come on. There we go. Uh, here we go. Uh, oh, this is a good one. I like this one. Hang on. Uh, anyone know if the lucky kit for the X trainer is any good? Uh, didn't name Eric. I, I don't know. It's probably okay. Um, but. Uh, there we go. Talk to A.A. Ron at AMP Suspension of Montana. Or, I mean, I would say talk to Brady at TBT. Um, TBT's worked on those a bunch. Uh, saw a steering head bearing set full of rust. Bike was run as a snow bike and had lots of wet. Yeah. Yeah. Steering head bearings get neglected. Well, they all, all the bearings on the chassis get neglected bad. Um, yeah. It's just, <clears throat> you got to. You got to get after it. Um, let's see. Miss the greaser fittings. The old days of the linkage. Yes, David Gray. I'm with you 100%. Uh, Jep7. Did you remove your thermostat on the XC250 XCW? Yes. I took that out. Uh, threw that away and put just normal hoses in it. I don't need... I don't ride... Well, I do ride in the cold, but I don't ride super duper fast in the cold, like on a snow bike kind of thing where there's just tons of cold snow and things like that coming up on it causing it to get too uh, cold. So, um, yes, I delete that thing. It's just a fail point that I don't like. Um, so, anyway, Not Dead Last from uh, Instagram. Not Dead Last. KTM has four bar positions. Are they primarily to accommodate the size slash height of the rider and personal experience, or do uh, different styles of riding MX Enduro benefit from different positions? Um, that is a great question. <clears throat> My short answer is... It's to accommodate the rider and to make them comfortable. So that's the short answer. Um, so, and I think that's really the basic. But that being said, if you move the bars forward, it's going to make the bike handle a lot. It's going to make the bike turn 
in the tight stuff easier. If you move the bars back, it's going to make the bike handle better at high speed. Not because it's really changing the geometry of the bike, but it's forcing the rider either forward or back and changing the geometry of where your steering is. And so, um, the, if, if you like riding, if you're like an average sized human, let's say, you know, five ten, like me, whatever, um, and you want to get the bike to turn a little bit tighter, then maybe move the bars forward. Uh, if you're wanting to do more moto and things like that, maybe put the bars back. It's going to force you back, changing, therefore changing the geometry of the bike as you sit on it and make it handle better at speed. Um, but yeah, that's what those things are for. I tell people all the time to mess with them. Like it, you can't break anything fiddling with it. So why not mess with it and get the bike set up just like you like it? Uh, Jim asks, where is the Turkey Burn start? It's going to be at the new gigantic parking lot at Dry Creek. I mean gigantic because it is like, seriously, you could, I'm not even kidding. You could land two bush planes nose to tail in the thing. It is freaking massive. It's like huge. But so that's going to be where it is, which is where the old power line parking was. Um, Brady, <laughs> you're an average sized Viking, not human. Uh, bike vault just blood the clutch on 300 exc the old oil was black is the seal breaking up huh bike vault you might have a problem <laughs> you might have a problem with that and that's weird because uh, your bike's not that old um uh, although you do live in thailand and it's really wet there and so maybe some moisture got in there but you might have a seal going south is it still working just fine? Because that that is odd. You might have rubber, and also it depends on the fluid. But I I know you're a smart guy. I know you didn't put the wrong fluid in there. So I, um, good question, Jeff. I'm not sure. Uh, let's see, uh, Brady, you must be working with large <laughs> a large window of normal. <laughs> All right. Let's see. I got one more um, one <laughs> one more question from the internet. DC Luby. I'm not sure who that is. I started riding Montrose because I live in Durango and I'm from Carbondale. It's a great halfway spot to meet the Carbondale homies and shred together. I always ride all the Peach Valley trails. My question is, what advice for a non-Montrose local can you give me on the Dry Creek trails? Maps online seem hard to find, and I'm curious, uh, can you spend a full day there and navigate trails easy? DC, uh, short answer, yes, 100%. Um, the you can definitely spend a full day there it's really tight and rocky so it's slow uh which like we uh the molecule and i went out there a little while ago i didn't take the camera um well no i did yeah no i did anyway whatever um and we did 58 miles and it was you know we were done <laughs> that was it we're done for the day uh and there's more out there but it's like yeah, there's a lot that's off map and things like that. But um, anyway, yes, there's a full day's worth of riding out there. It's amazing. And yes, you can navigate it pretty easily. DC, if there, if you stop by the shop next time you're in town, I have free BLM paper maps of the area that are really good. And then Kotrex actually really does have almost all of the trails on it. So um, yeah, Dry Creek is amazing. Um, Viking sounds about right. My mom says average for okay. Yes. Kevin O'Laughlin coming in clutch with the comment. Yes. 
How's it going, KO? Uh, let's see. Um, bike vault clutch works okay. I'm using 5.1. Uh, bike vault, I would just maybe maybe run it for a little while and check it again to make sure it doesn't get black again soon. Because if it gets black again soon, you're obviously losing a seal. So uh, just run it for a while and see what happens. Um, let's see. Let's see. Average four-stroke rider size. <laughs> yes. You guys are rad. All right. So that is all the questions from the interwebs. What questions do you guys have? we got a few minutes left here on the show. Um, also, who is coming riding with me in Arizona uh, for New Year's? I know Brady is planning on it, hopefully, which we can make him get down here. I'm surprised that we don't see the old Jim Jim Nyhart on here. He must be working, actually, which would be weird. Um, also, if you're watching and enjoying, make sure you hit the thumbs up button. That does mean a lot to us and to the YouTube algorithm. It really is a big deal. Uh, again, I actually thank you, all of you. Um, you guys are seriously my Thursday morning crew. I love it because there's new people commenting, all my old folks commenting, which is awesome. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Um, uh, bike in for new piston. What is running procedure? Uh, Jeff Greenwood, if it's just a new piston and you're not doing any bearings or anything like that, just go ride your motorcycle. I mean, I, I usually, after I get done with a motor job, we'll take a bike out and beat on it, make sure the coolant gets all the way up to temperature, um, and all that. And we don't have any leaks, but other than that, if it's just a piston and rings, you're good. They don't, you don't really need to break them in anymore. Um, uh, Crash Hard, where do we find details on the Arizona ride? On our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Highland Cycles. Go to our events section and you'll see it there. Uh, another way to get there is you, if you go to Wolf X here and find it on the map. It's down near Wickenburg. I'll type that. Uh, that link right there will get you there and if you go to Wickenburg outside of Phoenix and click on it then that'll link you there too um, so <clears throat> nice to see how the channel has evolved thank you Kevin O'Loughlin and thank you very much for all the support I truly truly appreciate it um, so thank you very much uh, what's Rabbit Valley like worth a day trip Kim yeah Rabbit Valley is worth a weekend for sure there's so Rabbit Valley proper, like the actual, what they would hem in with a boundary on Rabbit Valley is probably a day's worth of riding. But from Rabbit Valley, you can go into Westwater, which is into Utah. Uh, and all, anyway, it's huge if you include that. And you can go to the other side of the highway. There's a ton of riding, and it's awesome. Um, yeah, Matt Simpson, great place to ride, I agree. Um, Bryce Davis, don't tear up your knee. Don't do it. <laughs> it's that four-stroke you bought, man. Uh, let's see. What date is the AZ ride? You'll be in my backyard. Red, we are going to be there for New Year's. Whatever that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday is. And I wish I could remember um, what the... I mean, so it's probably like the 30th of December, but it's when we can get there. We'll be there over New Year's. Because New Year's falls on the weekend. Um, Brady, I love you. Um, but the, uh, yeah, so I would, yeah, 
whatever, whatever the weekend of, the, of New Year's is, that's when we're going to be there. We're going to ride. We're going to stay at Mile Markers. We're definitely going to try to get a day at the Canyon Enduro or Canyon Motocross track because my boys really like riding moto, uh, especially Thomas. That's really um, seems like that's kind of becoming his thing. Uh, he's really enjoying uh, riding tracks. So um, we're definitely going to get a day in there. And we might, my family might go uh, a day early or stay a day late to make that happen because I don't know, whatever. We'll see. But uh, that we're going to be the the. Ride the World series of awesomenesses is going to be from Friday, Saturday. It's going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday of New Year's. Um, so it's going to be rad. And Ken Berg, I can't wait to see you, dude. Um, I wish it happened on a dirt bike. I squatted and stood up. <laughs> Dang, Bryce. That's not good, dude. Not good at all. Oh, that's a bummer, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm la I shouldn't be laughing. I'm old, too, though. Like, I freaking, yeah, <laughs> things hurt. Um, oh, Bike Vault was the Flying Frog intentional. No, that was totally on purpose. If you guys watched the Dirt Bikes and Guns video, which, by the way, is blowing up. Seems like a lot of you guys like Dirt Bikes and Guns, which is awesome. Um, uh, that was just you and my son being a complete goofball uh, <laughs> in front of me. He was... <laughs> oh, he was cracking me up. So, yeah. Um... That was 100% intentional, and I was, yeah, he was killing me. Uh, Brady, I know, moto bro, totally, but hey, whatever, man. He likes riding, he likes shooting, I'm happy. He doesn't like video games and all the ugh, all that stuff, so he doesn't even want a phone. He doesn't even want a computer. He, like, he, he hates the iPad that they gave him at uh, school, so I'm happy. I don't care. If he wants to ride moto, he can ride moto. Um, there's hopefully, I'm just going to, I hope this doesn't jinx it, but I'm going to say it. Um, I, I don't believe in jinxing anyway. So if God wants this to happen, it's going to happen. But my wife and I are looking at buying some land and getting out of the city of Montrose. Which it's not much of a city, uh, but we've got a piece of land lined up and it's owned by actually family. So I think it should work. I can't imagine why it wouldn't. If it does... There will be a new Moto Awesomeness serious radness going down in Montrose. So that is way out. But, um, yeah, it's, yeah, anyway, it's going to be rad. Um, so, t -t 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 are they still the same as the FB event? Yes, Chris Kinberg, they are the same. One of the worst injuries was after riding and loading a bike into a pickup. Brisk. Dude, so many people have been hurt like that. You step through a freaking ramp. Anyway, bad. If you have time, go down to ACP track in Buckeye, about an hour away from Canyon, but a way better track facility. Yeah, Red, it is. I've been there. Um, uh, and it is. I actually broke my wrist there <laughs> years and years and years ago. Uh, it is a way better track, but it's too far uh, for anyway. So it probably won't happen, but it is a cool place. Well, I'll probably get down there with the boys some other time this winter, maybe. Uh, Casey York, Dirt Bikes and Guns. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> I've been told Rabbit Valley is around 4,300 feet. Uh, will I need some C12 for my RK Tech head? Uh, Kim, I don't put um, any race gas in with my bike down there. So I've never had an issue. Um, yeah. And it's not like there's there's very few places where you can just like, and like hold it wide uh, where you might build enough heat to cause some detonation. So, yeah. Jeremy, thank you very much. 
Um, influencer and land baron, good on you. <laughs> hey, Ed Dugan, what's happening, man? Um, I'm so glad you got a coffee mug. Thank you so much. I think you'll love it. It's a, they're amazing. Uh, let's see. Uh, I can bring 100, 100 race gas if people need. Oh, yeah, down in Phoenix. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, yeah, and I, like, when I go to Phoenix, I'm not going to be putting race gas in the bikes. I put race gas in uh, 50-50 down in Oklahoma for my 125 because I've got such a nasty freaking head on that thing um, from Kelsey sent me a head specifically for the Shady Burrow, which was going to be up around 12,000 feet, and I haven't taken it off yet. It actually runs fine down here on pump gas with the right jetting, but um, down in Oklahoma, I mixed 50-50, and it ran great down there too. Not good enough to beat Brady and not good enough to beat Eric Bryan. I'll just say it before anybody jumps in there. Uh, <laughs> but still, it ran awesome. Um, yeah, 87 in your FI 450. Ah, Brady better. And so, uh, let's see. What was I going to say? I can't remember what I was going to say. Anyway, guys, I got a boogie. It's 8 o'clock or 8.03. Anyway, I love you. Punk Rock Club, thank you guys for sticking around to the end. You guys are rad. I love you guys so much. I really, really appreciate you guys being here on Thursday mornings. It means an absolute ton to me. Paul Anstey, um, I can't wait to meet you, dude. I hope you get down here soon. I <laughs> pray better. Oh, there's my mama. I love you, mama, so much. Um, you guys are rad. Have a great day. Please spread the gospel of two wheels. We need more people on dirt bikes. It will make a better group of humans. I guarantee it. Uh, anyway. I love you. Have a great day. I hope that what we're doing at Highland Cycles is inspiring you guys to get out and ride your dirt bikes. Thank you guys so much for joining us for the audio version of this podcast. I love you guys so much. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, give us a review, share us with a friend, and maybe join us on the live show some Thursday morning. I love you.